0: What's Your Weird Story?
1: Hello, Weirdsville. Welcome to the What's Your Weird Story podcast. I am one of your hosts, Barry Johnston. And with me as always, my best friend, uh, Mr. Adam Beebe. How are you, sir?
0: Hello, Barry.
1: I am doing pretty well. Thank you very much. Good. Good. Are you getting ready for Thanksgiving next week?
0: Is it? Um, I guess not really. Um, <laughs> I usually Thanksgiving is a uh, – used, I used to would go down to my mom's in North Carolina, but since uh, I'll be doing that for Christmas the past few years, I've just been skipping Thanksgiving. Yeah. So Christmas is more of a important family tradition to yeah, me. Yeah, yeah. So, you know, I yeah. can do – Thanksgiving is just kind of like a, uh, a nice day off to chill. Yeah. I'll probably – you know, maybe I'll order out uh, some Chinese food, you there know, you get several dishes. So I'll have a little buffet on my own. Nice.
1: That's a like good, that, that's, you know. That's a good – man, Chinese really does – like. To me, Chinese food says all holidays like there is no Absolutely. you know what I mean like it's it's Christmas it's Thanksgiving, yep. it's uh Easter it's uh Fourth of July it's everything
0: yeah it's definitely New year's. I have had a tradition since probably like nineteen ninety nine or two thousand yeah that I will get a Chinese, uh Chinese will go to either a, a legitimate buffet yep. Actually, you know, it definitely it may have gone back into like ninety eight or something. It's been a while that yeah. I've had this tradition. Yeah. Um, but I'll try to go to get a, a Chinese buffet. Yeah. And have that for my first meal of the year. Or if I can't get a buffet, I'll again like i um, order a few dishes and make my own buffet. Um, and uh, I don't know. I just I did. It started off one year when I was uh, I wound up in Weatherford, Oklahoma. Mm. Yep. So. Um, and I, I woke up, and I was hungry, and everybody else was still very much asleep. So I went to find some place to eat, and I uh, went to one of my favorite places. While well, I was there to eat, was this Chinese buffet, where I learned to really appreciate Chinese buffet. Yes, yes. And uh, they were open. Yeah. And I ate the ate there, and uh, it was fantastic. Yeah. And so from that point on, I made it. A point that you know, this is what you got to do every year. So,
1: yeah, and it is one of those things where once it gets into your blood, like I always associate it. It's so strange, but my in-laws every year we go for Thanksgiving or Christmas around this time of year, we'll always have Chinese food. And it's, oh, just, yeah. it's just one of those things that we do, and um, it's it's just it's 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 fun. It's great. It's something that I look forward to. And I mean, you know who who Who's got a bad thing to say about Chinese food, man, for, I mean, for God's sakes, the umami, the soy sauce to me and the, what it does to, uh, food, uh, is just, it's one of the great gifts that the Asians have given humanity, in my opinion, in my humble um, opinion.
0: Many, many things that have come from yes. the culture. Yes. Yeah, it,
1: that's, that's certainly one that's really, really, really great that I enjoy very much. Speaking of buffets, we have with us a guest today that has provided us with a buffet and a plethora of stories to chew on and to get into that are just really quite interesting, fascinating, and odd. Yes,
0: odd indeed. Very excellent segue there, my friend, Thank you, by sir. the way. Thank you. Uh, I'm, I'm very, very proud of you for that. But um, <laughs> yes, today's guest is... As you mentioned, is odd. Very odd indeed. He is odd from the odd podcast. That's odd uh, odd and pod P-O-D-D podcast. That's uh what is it? double your D's for double your fun. It's double D for double fun, something like that. Love I it. I I should know better. We just talked about him, but yeah. Um it's a great fun podcast, very similar vein. He covers a variety of subject matter. But it's you know him and some of his buddies sitting around talking and discussing and you know just uh, going off in conversation and having a good time and it's fun and irreverent and uh, definitely worth checking out. We'll talk to him about it in the episode, but um, let's get into it. Odd, thank you so much for joining us. What's your weird story?
2: Oh, man. Well, OK, so I got to be honest with you, with the name like Odd, um, you know, you, you have to understand that there this was many years in the making, long before I even got into broadcasting. You know, the fact that I took the the name Odd as a broadcaster was kind of the culmination of realizing that, yeah, my life's a little weird. Yeah. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but uh yeah so i've got a ton of them man the, the one that stuck out the like the one that i i wanted to make sure that i i told you because it seems to fit the format that you guys go with normally which by the way i did listen to a couple of your episodes uh and i really like the podcast i'm gonna stick around after
1: this oh that's awesome cool. oh that's awesome. great awesome. Thank, thank you man. like yeah i
2: i really like the flow it's it's very familiar <laughs> yeah 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 i know uh uh Barry was uh, saying, "Oh no, Adam was saying that he had listened to a couple of my episodes, and uh, you know, so you know what I mean when I say yeah. that the format feels very familiar." Yes, <laughs> I was
0: going to say that yours, your, your podcast is also very much a kind of a more of a spontaneous kind of a thing. We have a topic and you cover things, and it can vary from Spiral. subject matter, and yeah, just like ours you can wander <laughs> right now, off, and yeah. <laughs> But uh, it's definitely a lot of fun. People should check that out. We hope all of our, everybody here checks out the Odd Pod with double the D's for double the fun. And uh, it's yeah,
2: it's, it's fun to say. And plus, yeah. I'm a hefty guy myself, so you know, I'm kind of packing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs>
0: <laughs> that's
1: awesome. No, so
2: the the story that I, I I originally sent to you, Adam, was one that uh, took place a few years ago. Um, my wife and I. I I have very I have a lot of trouble staying put for too long. Like I I, I don't necessarily have a nomadic spirit, but I definitely suffer from wanderlust.
1: Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, I get that.
2: And uh, uh, in fact, my my whole goal in life is to make enough money to buy an RV to not have an address anymore.
1: Perfect. Nice. So,
2: Perfect. So um, through us moving around, we moved from Michigan down to Kentucky. We lived in Kentucky for a few years, and then we moved from Kentucky out to Arizona. We drove from Kentucky to Arizona, and um, during the trip, you know, I I don't know how many road trips you guys have have taken in your lives, but some weird stuff tends to happen when you're out on the highways of America.
1: Absolutely.
2: And uh, the one instance, we were somewhere outside, uh, just outside El Paso. Um, so we were like on the other side, by the way, if you ever have to drive through Texas, don't do it the way I did. Do not go through the widest part of the state. It is, <laughs> it is terrible. I used to hate driving through Ohio. I hate driving through Texas now. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Oh yeah. We know Texas. We grew up in Oklahoma.
2: Yeah. So, you know, know, that's
0: the neighbor to the South. So yeah, yeah. <laughs> Sp- a lot of time driving in Texas.
2: Yes. Yeah. Next time I'd make that trip, I'm going up through Oklahoma because I got tired of Texas real quick.
0: <laughs> Not too much different, but still friendlier people <laughs> You know, I
2: didn't even stop It was just like you drive for a day and a half and you're still in the damn state Yeah, <laughs> I know yeah, That's the thing with Texas for sure It's huge So anyways, we, we had stopped at this gas station just outside of El Paso because I was exhausted I was doing all of the driving and uh, we pulled into this like little gas station. It was all lit up and looked like it was open for business and everything like that. And we pulled off to the side. Now, mind you, I've got my cat and my dog in the car. So I had to let my dog out and walk him around the gas station so he could pee and everything. So I got a good look at this gas station. We get him back in the car. We get everybody you know, bundled and doors locked and everything for the night. Everybody's getting into their uncomfortable position because I'm in a PT cruiser that is filled to the brim mm. with... Whatever I could fit in there, plus my giant TV, because that was like the only thing that I was worried about making sure we kept is right. my TV and my Xbox. Everything else yeah. I can replace. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, the animals and the wife too. Those were important. But the TV and the Xbox, man. Yeah, of course. Yeah, yeah. Of course. Um, so we get everybody packed in, packed back in and snuggled down in as best we could in the car and, and we pass out for the night. And uh It's like seven, eight o'clock in the morning, and I wake up and uh, I go to pee. You know, you wake up in the morning, that's the first thing that you have to do. I get out of the car and I, I walk around to the front of the gas station, and this gas station looks like it hasn't been in service for over a decade. Yeah. Now, when I pulled in, the pumps were lit up and brand new, the gas station was all lit up. Uh, you could see inside of it, you know, the, the shelves were stocked and everything. It was closed because it was late at night when we pulled in. Yeah. But you could see that this gas station supposedly was in service. Not when we woke up the next morning. Like Whoa. I said, it looked like it had not been touched in over a decade. Damn. Yeah. Um, like a twi- like
1: happen. the Twilight Zone.
2: Yeah. No, it really was. I, like my wife and I, like I went back and I talked to her. I was like, "Do you remember what this gas station looked like when we pulled in?" And she's like, "Yeah, it, it looked like a normal gas station, and all lit up, you know, stuff on the inside." And I was like, "Not anymore."
1: Holy shit! That's
2: a so wild dude.
1: What did you think? And were you just freaking I, out about it?
2: I wanted to get the hell out of there as fast <laughs> as possible. to Be honest. Sure. Like I completely forgot the fact that I had to pee, and I was like, no, nope, we're out of here. No, <laughs> this, something right." wow like you stick around here too long you're gonna get pulled into the twi- twilight zone yeah no <laughs> kidding. and uh it, like i said we just we just booked it out of there because like we my wife and i we believe in the paranormal we believe in in you know all the the spooky stuff that everybody just kind of gloms onto at halloween uh but we believe in it year-round uh my wife is even uh, a witch and okay. uh so, like, I my mother was one. I come from a, a line of women who have have practiced Wiccan and pagan beliefs, and mm-hmm. uh, I, uh, I I I would like to say that it's all bunk, that it's all hokum, yeah. Because I'm a very logical individual, mm-hmm. unfortunately, there's some things that even I can't explain. Sure, sure. You know, case. Um, Case in point, I hate graveyards. And a lot of this, um, let me backtrack just for a minute. So um, there was an accident that I was in when I was a kid. Mm -hmm. And uh, I got hit by a truck. And all my paranormal experiences seem to have kicked off from that moment. Mm. Um, So I I got hit by a pickup truck. I was riding my bicycle. I got hit by a a full-size 4x4 uh, doing 50 miles an hour, broadsided my right side. Uh, I was in a, yeah, <laughs> I was in a coma for three days. Massive internal bleedings, uh, three broken ribs, a broken tibia and a fibia. I started my ninth grade year in a wheelchair with a battering ram for a leg. Damn, Damn. man. So you, how old were you? Uh, it was the summer before ninth grade, so probably okay. 14, 15. Damn man. And You were going 55 on your bike. No. well, after he hit me, yeah.
1: <laughs>
2: <laughs>
1: how, how how did that happen? I mean, what was the circumstance that that uh, led so up to that? I,
2: I was at a farmer's market uh, picking up a bag of grapes. And uh, I had got on my bicycle. I had rode down to the intersection. I was crossing like I was supposed to, when I was supposed to. Dude was coming up the street and... Uh, and the light turned green while I was still in the intersection
1: mm-hmm. he
2: jumped the light he didn't slow down for the light and so when the light turned green he gunned it and we later found out that he was under the influence and not paying attention to the road at the same time oh wow right. um, but yeah uh, I got hit by the truck I got slung about 10 feet in the air and a hundred feet to the side uh, I hit a row of mailboxes, skipped back up into the air another five feet after coming down, oh. and then slammed into a gravel driveway and slid oh. into a parked car. I totaled two cars that day.
1: Jeez. Wow, dude! I, I, the I, bike.
2: I
0: <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
2: you know, it survived surprisingly. No, it, hey, that's all. Hey,
0: well, something good came out of it. So, no, yeah. no, it, it was
2: totaled. <laughs> I was the only thing that really survived that day.
1: <sighs> that is, wow, man. What? That's crazy. And what a – I'm just thinking about your parents, man. What a nightmare for a parent to
2: – Yeah, because I had a friend with me, and he ran – he, he rode all the way home uh, to get my mom. And apparently my mom came running out of the house with no shoes on and was, like, just dead set on running her way about half a mile to get to me. Wow. Yeah.
1: Man. yeah. Damn, dude. Yeah. That is – yeah, like – you're you're lucky to be with us. I mean that, and that's I don't think that's an understatement at all. That's no pretty amazing. I, I've,
2: I've almost died probably about four times in my life.
1: Damn, yeah. dude! What uh, was your what was your recovery time like? That for the I mean I know that you you're you're still probably not normal, but how long did it take you to get to the point to where you could at least walk and like sort of have a normal experience in life?
2: It took about a year. Damn. Because not only did I, I I break my tibia and my fibia, but I shattered my hip. So, oh, damn. the cast that I was in came all the way up to my hip, and then only my toes were sticking out at the bottom. Wow,
1: dude! So now, you my, you had to learn how to walk again, basically, right? I mean,
2: a little bit. I was stubborn. It was very hard. Like, so I am a very stubborn person. Yeah, just from out of the womb, I have had a bad attitude.
1: Yeah, <laughs>
2: and uh, so like I was determined to not let it keep me down. Um, also, to being like 14 years old and having to have your mother give you a sponge bath yeah. is not that's the a... place you want to be. In. Yeah, that's oh, a. Man. I was gonna
1: say because that age is such a. Uh, it's a tough one. And, and especially that year between your eighth and ninth grade year, you're wanting to, like, you're going to be in high school, man. You're going to see boobies. Yeah.
2: Yeah. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Exactly, man. That's what a bummer, dude. Damn.
2: But yeah, it took me about a year to get the cast off. Um, and the worst part is, is, it was during the summer. So, and that, that was the year here in Michigan that we lost power for like a week.
1: Oh, fuck.
2: And it was hotter than hell. Yeah. So here I am with this giant plaster cast on me with no AC, no relief. I'm just sweating to all hell and back. Yeah. I'm miserable because I can't get up and do things that I want to do. I have to have my mom washing my balls. Like, yeah. no part of this <laughs> is a good time.
1: Yeah, that's rough, man. Uh, but
2: the following year, I played football.
1: That's awesome. Damn, that's so. amazing.
2: I'm 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 stubborn. I told you.
1: Yeah, yeah. Do you have? You, I mean, you got some aches and pains these days from that. I mean, I'm sure you do. Oh, man, I've
2: had aches and pains since the time I hit 18.
1: Yeah, yeah.
2: Uh, arthritis and me have been frenemies since then. Yeah. Damn. Uh, and yeah, uh, that was part of the reason what drove me to uh, uh, Arizona is because I wanted the dry climate to to be able to you know function.
1: Did that help? Right. right.
2: It did. It did actually quite a bit. I was able to uh, get out uh, and move, and like I would go on walks and I would go on hikes, and you know I I, I really took the opportunity of not hurting to try and uh, do something
1: with right. it. Right, that's awesome. But then you're a glutton for punishment, so you decide to move back up north, right?
2: Yeah. <laughs> well, so I we had had a run of bad luck. In Arizona. It was starting right around the time of the uh, the event that shall not be named.
1: Yeah, 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 right? yeah, yeah. Yeah.
2: Yeah. Um, and we were just we were dying out there. Like rent was getting too much. Yeah. You know, I couldn't find decent work mm-hmm. and the only jobs that I did find was call center stuff. And I hate Ugh. call center customer service. Yeah, that's I get that's that.
0: uh its own own unique hell here on earth doing that job
2: yes yeah so um i was looking to to try and get out and i actually had a a job opportunity that was the main reason that i ended up coming back and i had the opportunity to write for um a tv show oh nice oh nice yeah it it ended up fizzling out and it it went sideways um you know i i was kind of sad about that but shit happens sure um and so that's what ended up bringing me back. How the production company even covered my moving costs.
1: That's awesome. Wow, that's great. That's awesome. So,
2: yeah, that's what brought me back to Michigan. Plus, my mom was here. Yeah. And yeah. so was my younger brother. So, and I kind of wanted to get back into radio. I had taken a break from podcasting and, and radio, and uh, I wanted to get back into it. But I have way more connections here in the Detroit area than I, I, I could build anywhere else. Yes. Yeah. Because this is home. Sure, sure. Um, So yeah, I came back here um, and started writing for that show. Things fell apart. I started my own show again, um, and then I came back in August of 2020. Okay, I think yeah. And then in November of that same year, I lost my mom.
1: I'm so sorry. Wow. Sorry. Sorry to hear that, man.
2: That's rough. i'm glad i was back um it's it's coming up on a year that she's been gone she died on thanksgiving it's it's been rough Mm. damn dude um but uh tying back into my paranormal life she's not completely gone
1: yeah wow okay wow okay well uh so let's so let's talk about that so I guess the good thing is, is that you're up there to, um, to, to, to deal with all that. And you're in a position to where now you don't have to go back home away from home to deal with all that kind of stuff. So you'd mentioned that she was sort of into the otherworldly, I guess you could say, right? Mm -hmm. So, so where, where does that leave you now with, with that? Is it, uh.
2: Well, so when we, my, my mom had always had an interest in like crystals and in witchy stuff, but it was never, it was never more solidified until after she was gone. Okay. Um, I found her her grimoire. Um, for those of you that don't know, essentially a book of shadows. Okay. Right. Um, I f- I found her her spell book and a lot of the incantations and stuff and runes and stuff she was working with, and when I was going through it um it started to make things make sense in my own life
1: interesting okay
2: uh as i I said i I told the story about getting hit because that was that was like the the key moment that i can remember that pushed all this paranormal stuff into the forefront because after the accident and i healed i started seeing and hearing things around my house that i didn't see or hear before the accident um i'm very logical you know, I, 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 I can explain almost anything away. And uh, so after we found my mom's book of shadows and, and her uh, her notebooks, uh, upon notebooks of stuff, it was like, okay, this might explain a few things. Like, I don't like graveyards. You could not pay me enough to step foot in a graveyard. Really? Uh, it feels like, you ever had an ant crawl on your skin?
1: Yeah. Mm-hmm.
2: It feels like a million of them under my skin.
1: Gotcha. Oh wow. Damn.
2: Yeah. Um, graveyards carry a lot of weird energy.
1: Yeah, yeah. Yeah.
2: Um, both good and bad. Right. And um whether we like to admit it or not, because everyone's like, I don't want to speak ill of the dead. You know, Uncle Tom was great. Even right. He molested me. Yeah. He was a wonderful man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs>
1: that is um, weird, isn't it? Weird I mean, I've been to one funeral in my life that was so strange because the people were maybe a little more honest than what you would expect. And I remember thinking, God, I, I, I know why we do that now. It's to make people feel better yeah. about somebody's life. But you're right. It is weird like that.
2: Well, funerals and graveyards are just for the living, anyways. Right. They yeah. they do nothing for the dead. Yeah. Like. Yeah. Everyone's like, "Oh, well, you need to pay respects and and whatnot." No, you need closure. That's all it is.
1: Right. Yep. Yep.
2: I much prefer um, a wake to a funeral, anyways.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah.
2: So, like, there are written instructions for when I finally, you know, get to leave this mortal coil. Yeah. yeah. Um, that no mourning. I want you all to get shit-faced and party.
1: That's awesome, there you man. Go. That's
2: awesome. There you go. That's I also want someone standing in the corner dressed like the Grim Reaper pointing at people like, you're
1: next. <laughs> well, I mean, you know, you get to an age now where I can safely say this, but, like, you know, you got to start thinking in those terms. Like, kind of get your your affairs in order so that, like, if you go, hopefully um, there's enough, you know, information about what you want done with your body and what you want done with your stuff, you know? Oh, yeah.
2: I don't care about my stuff. You, you, everyone can fight over it. I don't give a shit. <laughs> like,
1: <laughs> yeah. The only yeah. thing
2: that I I am very adamant about is I want to be cremated. I do not yeah. want to be put into the ground. I do not want to take up space.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah.
2: After I'm I'm no longer here.
1: I got you. I got you. I feel you there. Yeah.
2: And plus two, I mean you can do fun things with your ashes. I mean you can put them in dildos, you can put them in records. <laughs> yeah. uh, you can follow the rule from how high you can put me in a pot plant, grow me, see if you can smoke me and still <laughs> yeah. see me, you know?
1: That now that's now we're on to something. I can get behind that. That's a great idea. That's a great yeah, idea. I'm glad you said you could get behind that and not when I mentioned the dildos. <laughs> <laughs> that's what I'm saying. I'll take, the, <laughs> I'll, I'll take the weed. Thank you very much. Yeah. Well, I like the idea of a record, too. Yeah, you know, no, that's I, cool. I like, that's a really uh, cool man, idea.
0: Your favorite you know, I, song. Oh, cool. I like the... Uh, I'd always thought that I've, I want to get cremated and have my ashes mixed into some paint and then... Um, or some ink or something like that. Some kind of uh, creative medium. So, because me being an artist, then I could have those paints or whatever distributed to my friends who want to make art and remember me or whatever. So
2: no, that's actually a really neat idea. Um, I've told my wife that if we, if I do finally settle on the record idea, I don't care. What song they tell you, you can put that on the label so they think it's that song. I want Rick Astley's never going to give you up.
1: <laughs> <laughs> rick-
2: I want to rick roll you from the grave. <laughs> there you go.
1: <laughs>
2: but uh, along funny. with the, the whole paranormal life thing, like I don't touch people. Um, I have to trust you greatly even to just shake your hand. Gotcha. gotcha. I will more likely fist bump you than yeah. anything else. Um, it creates the least amount of physical contact. It's not a germs thing. I pick up other people's energies. Mm, I know uh, shit that I shouldn't know just because I've touched you and I don't wow, like it. Interesting. It, it makes me feel uncomfortable. And I know listeners to this. I mean, if any of my people are listening to this, you've heard me talk about this a little bit on my own show. And if any of your listeners are listening and be like, well, he's full of shit. Well, you know, okay. <laughs> <laughs> I, I don't sleep think it helps you sleep.
1: I don't yeah. think you'll get that from, uh, our people have heard some, some pretty crazy stories, so you won't yeah. get that from our crowd for sure. Is that something that, uh, that you picked up after the accident or. Yes. Okay.
2: And I did not realize what it was until many years after the accident. Um, uh, I don't like being in crowds for similar reasons. Mm-hmm. Um, I, uh. I can go to the grocery store completely happy and pass somebody who's having a bad day, and I'm an asshole for the rest of the day.
1: Wow. Wow. And
2: I have no idea why. I'm snapping at people, just being shitty to them, and I have no idea why. Well, I used to not have an idea why.
1: How long did it take you to figure that
2: out? Um, I was, uh, I think I was in uh, late teens, 20s. Um,. It wasn't until I started uh, hanging out with a, a particular group of people that uh, I started to be able to understand certain things.
1: Okay. Mhm. Um,
2: I've got quite a few friends that are are, are witchy or pagan or, or yeah. you know Wiccan, however you want to say it. Sure. Um, and uh, we, I was always told by those types that I am uh, a very old soul. Yeah. Right. Okay. And, uh, that explains a lot cause I am physically, mentally, spiritually, and emotionally tired of everything. <laughs>
1: <Yeah>. <laughs> you
2: know, I, 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 wake up each day and I'm like, oh, I guess, uh, we got to do this again. <laughs> yeah.
1: Yeah. Uh, recently went to, um, Salem, uh, with my wife around Halloween time, um, this year to, uh, we went on a little trip over to, to new England and, um, I I was I lo- I loved it. I loved the Salem part of the trip, but I was a little bit dismayed with how um, how do you want to say how uh, corporate it it was. it was. Oh yeah, you know what I mean. It, it was very yeah. like you know, pay your money to to do this and that. And but we did uh, come across a couple of of uh, stores that were really kind of cool, um, and, and we enjoyed our time, and um, I, at one time, dated a girl who was, uh, she was Wiccan, and um, so I have a little bit of history, I know a little bit about that world, and um, it's interesting, man, it's really interesting, I mean, it's, to me, it's about intent, you know, and and, and where you focus your energies, and that is I mean i think you find that in a lot of of belief systems you know it's no different it's um it may be just more of an ancient you know way of of um describing things or or um practicing but it's uh, it's really quite fascinating
2: well um not to, to, to steer too far, but like any of the religions, if you look back far enough, if you, you, you line them up side by side and start tracking them all back, you start to see that there are similarities yeah. and uh, patterns that repeat throughout yeah. these religions. Yep. And uh, even as a kid, like I've, I've always been a little smarter than the average bear, mm-hmm. and uh, I didn't understand... Um, why anybody focused on the differences, right? When the similarities are so much more prevalent, sure. And that goes for anything. do hundred percent. If it's religion or politics or yeah. you know anything that you focus on the 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 differences and all you're going to see is bad. Exactly. You know.
1: Well, at the end of the day, uh, it's a business. I mean, when we're, when we're talking about you know religion, when we're talking about that what I consider to be a religion, which is. A business. I mean, you're trying to get as many followers as you can to do your thing. But um, but you're right. It's like the the truth about it is is is, is people have been walking the earth since the dawn of time or whenever that human beings became a thing, and they've always tried to figure out why we're here, what's the meaning of it all, and um, different cultures just have a different way to do it, but it's all very similar. You know,
2: it's yep. kind of and. For some reason, I find solace in the fact. Uh, so I fall into the category of what is called uh, Gnostic.
1: Sure. Yeah. 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 I, yep. Uh, mm-hmm. Yep.
2: It. Is, or no. I'm sorry. Not Gnostic. I'm sorry. That's what I used to be until I. I actually did some reading. Uh, Omnist is is okay. what I technically fall into. Okay. Um, what is I that? Believe there's a. I, I believe so. Omnist believes that there is something, but it's not what everybody else thinks it is. Okay. Sure. Um, so like i believe that there is a force and an energy that kind of keeps everything from going completely haywire yeah um but if you wanted to put a a name or an idea upon it um i think it's more like chaos theory in physics and mathematics yeah, um, yeah, yeah that is what controls the universe i don't sure. think it's a sentient um sky daddy or anything like that yeah, 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 i, I yeah. think it's it's specifically just uh, an energy and a force sure, uh, kind of sure. like what the jedi use i don't know yeah like, yeah yeah
1: yeah yeah
2: yeah. no I, you I, know, I yeah i believe in karma i believe in doing good i believe in being the good you want to see in the world um and incidentally that is not a quote from gandhi he never said that it's a bastardized version of what he did say um aggravates me. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but no, I, I believe in trying to be the good that you want to see. You know, if if you look around your life and you don't see anybody good in it, one, you probably need to change your friends and, and your circle. Right. But two, there's no reason that you can't be that good.
1: Yeah. Right. Yeah. I, I, have you seen, uh, there's a book out, what is it called? The, uh,
2: oh, whoa, gosh,
1: man, I'm going to totally blow it, but it's like the, um, circle, I've never read that book. It's called it's a the Circle of Influence or something like that. Is that what it's called? Oh,
0: okay. I thought you were saying the book was called I tot- I'm going to totally blow it. Which <laughs> I have read that. It <laughs> might have been written by one of my exes. Um, yeah. <laughs> well, um, there,
1: there's a book out there about the circle of or uh, the, your influence in the world basically and it's hmm. and it's it talks basically about, you know, when people talk about influence, they they think about like, you know, world leaders and shit like that when in reality, the only influence that you really have in your life is is with the people that you surround yourself with and how you conduct yourself and the ripple effect from that you know and mm-hmm. and I think that's what the most important thing about it is it's like if you're a good person and you do good things and you know and you're you're you know you remain somewhat positive and you do some good in the world i mean that, that that's enough to me
2: yeah no totally i i agree um i know you guys have been doing this for three years now is is what uh you had said right
0: yeah yeah just a little over now.
2: so what you don't realize or maybe you already do um is you have made an impact on somebody's life whether you know it or not um just a simple fact, because this happened to me. When I started in uh, podcasting and internet radio, I was just thinking, okay, I'm a dude with a microphone screaming into the void. Right. I'm basically the human version of Twitter. Yeah. Right, right. yeah. Um, and it wasn't until I was a couple of years in, and I ended up getting uh, an email from a high school kid. Now, one, my show was not designed for children in any way, shape, or form, and that continues to this day. Yeah. However, <laughs> um, I got an email from this high school kid that uh, he had said, "I've been listening to your show for a while now, and I decided I wanted to go into radio because I was listening to you." Oh, that's awesome! And he lived local to me, and I kind of wanted to meet this kid. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, I, it's really weird that a grown ass man's like, "I want to go meet a child." <laughs> no, but, you, <laughs> but yeah, the men's a different kind of odd Right? Yeah, that's a yeah. <laughs> right. I get you on some lists, and not the good kind. <laughs> right. Um, so, anyways, I, I I had to make sure <laughs> that it was okay with his parents, and his parents ended up. You know, he was in high school, and his parents ended up coming, and we met publicly in the city that he lived in, in like front of everybody and whatnot. I was talking to him and. <laughs> I had just upgraded my mixer and my microphones. So I had a small tabletop mixer, um, and uh, a microphone to go with it. And I took them with me and I, um, I was sitting there talking to him and I was like, well, you know, I think it's really cool that you want to get into radio. I, I'm humbled by the fact that I'm the reason that you wanted to get into radio. Um, And I want to help you on your journey if you'll let me. And he said, well, yeah, what do you have in mind? And I was like, well, I've got some of my old equipment I was going to give to you so you can start working on your persona, working on getting your timings down. You can set, hook it up to your laptop or your computer. You can record yourself. You can get your own flow and understand how you feel comfortable while broadcasting.
1: That's awesome.
2: And uh I, I don't know, it was really cool and, and over the course of years I've gotten tons of messages like that at this that's point. Awesome. That's cool, um, man. And I figure for every five messages I get, there's probably twenty I don't.
1: Right. You know the thing is too is is the mentorship uh I think is an important thing in life where um that's that's there's there's a bunch of different levels of learning and part of that is teaching. And yeah. you know, taking a kid like that—that that, you know he's obviously feels strongly enough about it to reach out, which takes some guts. Yeah, you know, uh, to a complete man. Well, that's a,
2: how you know he has what it takes. Right? He's not not yeah. afraid to. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Yeah. yeah.
1: And that—and that's amazing. And it's um, people. People should embrace that more. I think. This just in. It seems the entire planet is being overtaken by a force unlike anything we've ever seen before. Its tentacles reach across the entire globe, from Beijing to Boston, from Moscow to Madrid. There seems to be no escaping its influence. It seems life as we know it will be forever changed now that the odd pod has arrived to stay up-to-date on all developments, and we're urging that you stay informed. You can hear the latest information about the Odd Pod by searching for it on all major podcasting platforms. Remember, we can only be as safe as we are vigilant.
2: So, I want to give you a couple more spooky ones real quick. Yeah, great, great. I, yeah. I've got a list here, and I'm going to work through it. Sweet, but uh, sweet. So while I was in Arizona, I worked at a uh, a mental hospital. It was a psych and substance hospital. Oh, okay. okay. Wow. Wow. And of course, we dealt with a lot of the, the homeless population, and, you know, they were very much drug addicted and, you know, alcohol and everything like that. I had nerves of steel for the most part, you know, like nothing was going to scare me. I'm a horror movie fan. I love going through haunted houses just to look at the makeup and the art design and stuff yeah. like that. You can't scare me in a spook house. You know, you just like I I was fine until one night we've got this one patient and I won't go into great detail as to what was wrong with said patient, you know, HIPAA and things like that. Yeah,
1: you know? yeah, right.
2: But I will say that they were in the middle of a psychotic break to the point where they had to be restrained in a room and they turned off the lights in that hallway because they thought, okay, this person is restrained. We'll turn off the lights. You know, maybe after the, the, the shot that they, the hot shot that they got, they'll, they'll calm down and maybe be able to go to sleep. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So I walk past this hallway and it's completely dark. And I feel like I've been dropped into a horror movie. The hair on my arm and neck and and back hairs, everything, everything stands on end. And then I hear this low, guttural, demonic growling Mm. coming from the hallway. Now, mind you, this patient was a female. I have no idea how that noise came out of that patient but I wanted nothing to do with that hallway. Damn. Damn. And it, it, it started as a very low rumble and it got louder. And it just it went on. Like I at some point over the next day or so, when you're alone, like if you're in the car or whatnot, I want you to take the deepest breath you can and try to growl or extend a, a single note for as long as you can. It was three times that length.
1: Damn, dude.
2: There is no logical way in my mind that a human could have produced that sound without some form of digital or electronic manipulation.
1: Did anybody else hear that, or is it just you there? Just me. Wow. Oh, my
0: God.
2: Yep. Ah, Oh. And I tried to tell my coworkers, and they're like, I don't know what you're talking about. I didn't hear a thing. And I'm like, Okay. Wow. How close to quitting time is it? I need to go home.
1: Oh, <laughs> man.
2: I believe that night I walked in the front door and I said, I told my wife, get your sage out and cover me in it. <laughs> wow. Damn, dude. That, yeah. That, wow. There, there were a lot of weird things, though, that happened at that hospital. Like, I had patients that were talking to what they thought were angels. And then when they describe them, they sound more like strippers. <laughs> uh, Interesting. there. Like, looking up at the corner and smiling and winking and blowing kisses at it. And like, uh-huh, yeah, yeah, Daddy likes that. <laughs> I'm just like, what, the, what are you seeing? Can I what? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, my favorite was I Met God. Okay. Oh, yeah? Yeah, no, seriously. Uh, there was a patient that uh, was an old hippie that had legally changed his name back in the 70s. Wow. <laughs> and because, like, every morning we get a call sheet. You know, the, so we know the patients and what's wrong with them, yeah, and, yeah, you know, yeah. like certain things. And I'm going down the list, and I get to the, the 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 chair that he was in, and I was like, "Is this for real? Is someone screwing around?" And they're like, "No, no, his his name's really God." And I went, "Heh, okay." <laughs> <laughs> I had a lovely chat with God.
1: Amazing. <laughs> what um, was that? What and- was that like?
2: Like you would expect talking to an old hippie. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and later that day, so this was like 7 o'clock in the morning when I started, and then sometime around 1, 2 o'clock, we had a new patient come in. We had a Hispanic man named Jesus. Uh.
1: <laughs>
2: so for my art group, I had God and Jesus in the
1: scene. That's awesome. The,
2: <laughs> the father and the, hallway, the father
1: and the son.
2: Yeah Yeah Jesus Jesus was totally into art group. I had to convince God because I just I wanted that moment. I wanted that story. Like I feel dirty because I manipulated that story to happen a that's, little bit. That's funny. <laughs> but I that. wanted the story of yeah, I, I had art group with God and Jesus.
1: That is awesome. That's fantastic. That is great. Was that was that hospital old or not so
2: much? No, not so much, not at all. Okay. Oh, uh, I lived in the Tucson area and, uh, it was, uh, it was called the CRC. I think it's changed its name now. It was uh, crisis okay. response center. Gotcha. Uh, I was known as, I was what was known as a RSS. Okay. Uh, recovery support specialist. Gotcha. Uh, Michigan here. They're called uh, peer support specialists. Um, basically, what it is is it's someone who's de- dealt with uh, drug addiction or mental illness or both, and come out the other side of it. And so you're trying to use your experiences to to help guide others. Again, being the good
1: you want to see in the world. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. Interesting.
2: Dude. And so I uh, I got to to be up close and personal with a lot of patients and. Let me tell you there, there's some interesting stories. They got it, not so much stories just interesting people and it got to the point where I started to wonder if schizophrenia maybe isn't necessarily a uh disease but maybe they're operating on a different way. See, I was just right? going
1: to say that like what if you're God, right? And you're in a mental hospital, but like you are God. You know what I'm saying? Like like to them it's that is their reality and who are you to say that that isn't real for them? I have a friend that it's a really strange story, but um, long story short, he disappeared for a number of years. And when he came back to civilization or whatever reality, he, he told a crazy story about um, having implants in his inner ear and that the government was controlling his sleep patterns. And um, it was wild, but, I read this letter and I thought, you know, this sign. This sounds crazy, but at the same time, if it's real, like at least for him, it's real. What a nightmare! What a nightmare yeah. to have to live yeah. that, you yeah.
2: know. No, I. You know, here's the thing. I, uh, I, I don't want to come right out and say I believe in a lot of conspiracies because, again, I am uh, very logical, and it, it's. I'm, I'm, I'm like a believ- believing skeptic.
1: Yeah.
2: You know, like, I, I've read a little bit, and I can see how the connections were made, but I don't know if necessarily just because those connections were made, those are true connections. Right, right. right. Like, I see how you got here. I'm not sure if the work you did is correct, though. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, show your well, work that's, on the test, but it doesn't right.
0: always, you know, it's the, yeah. you and, may have the right answer, but the the, uh, the the work to get there is not quite right.
1: And that's the thing about conspiracies, too, is that, like, there have been enough of them that have been proven to be real that are so outlandish that it does make you go, well, you know, this sounds crazy, but some crazy shit's happened before. So,
2: Yeah, you know. and that's the problem is with every conspiracy theory. There is just enough truth. Yeah, 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 yeah that the other stuff doesn't seem so far-fetched. For sure. Like, we did an episode about Project Bluebeam and was going through a lot of the stuff uh, that I had dug up and found. And, again, it's one of those things where I see how you got there. Yeah. I don't know if those are actual roads that you took, but you got there.
1: Right. (laughs) What is that one? What's what's the Project Bluebeam?
2: That's no. a good episode that you should
0: go listen to. Yeah, um, Project Bluebeam. Oh, how do you even shortly encompass it? It's anything? kind of like uh, I'll, I'll try to summarize it. It's a lot. Well, if you've heard of Harp, uh, if you've heard of like um, weather manipulation, okay. If you've heard about the uh, conspiracy to uh, to introduce a new religion or a religious phenomenon or aliens or aliens
2: yes, Yeah, aliens
0: by using um, uh technologies to basically broadcast into the sky uh holograms and such it's it's oh, okay. a lot of things piled up on top of each other okay that kind of you know help out so it's kind of like you know You've got all these Legos from different sets. You can still you can build something, but is it really that thing, you know, or whatever? So
2: it's it's Uh, but great great episode. Barry, uh, have you ever read the Watchmen graphic novel?
1: Uh, I yeah, I don't think so. I don't think so. Okay,
2: so So at the end of the Watchmen graphic novel, spoiler alert! But Jesus Christ, it's it's long enough. You should have read it by now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes, absolutely. Uh, the, the end um, of the Watchmen graphic novel sees the, uh, the the world government working with a singular corporation to produce an event to stop World War III.
1: Okay. Yeah.
2: And so what they do is they produce an event that is guaranteed to bring the entire world together. Gotcha. And what they do is they create a giant squid tentacle monster that they claim is from another dimension or from outer space and that we need to work together as a planet to protect ourselves from future invasions.
1: Gotcha. Yep.
2: And that is kind of the crux yeah. of project Bluebeam. beam gotcha. is that the the plan is, is to create some sort of holographic produced event. Um, whether it's Jesus coming back or aliens yeah. or the, Rebrand Aunt Jemima as Aunt Jemima. I right, don't know whatever right. they're going to do in the sky. Right,
1: yes. right, right.
2: Uh, but something to to stop all the squabbling and bring everyone together for a one world government, and basically usher in the new world order.
1: Okay, which leads me to uh, aliens because I'm, I'm I'm looking at your poster back there, um, and <laughs> uh, and it, I believe it begs the question because we've been talking about this, um. You know the government is, you know, copping to. Yeah, we know that. You know, aliens are a thing, and and now we're going to admit to it. And which leads me to think, well, why would they? What's the purpose of doing that? Obviously, they they're they've got an idea of what they're trying to get out there so that they can manipulate the situation to benefit them. What are your thoughts on that?
2: You could only hold on to a lie for so long. Yeah. Mm. Um, when it comes down to it, you can tell a lie, and you can tell a lie, and you can tell a lie, but as time goes on and as information becomes more readily available to the populace, that lie starts to get shakier and shakier and shakier. Exactly. We've had tons of reports over the decades of fighter pilots and high-ranking military officials. How, uh, within the last uh, few uh, months, or maybe it was a year or so, um, the head of the Israeli uh, space whatever has come out and said that you know that the u.s is actually working with a galactic federation of aliens i yeah, don't know yeah, if yeah, yeah. Jesus slipped off his cracker or he's telling right. the truth right but um if you go back and look and this is like another thing with the project blue beam like uh, uh adam had said where you're you're stacking on top to right. get to right. a, a conclusion if you go back and look at the end of World War II and where we were technology-wise versus where we were just 10 years later, yeah. you mean to tell me that them German scientists were so damn smart that they ushered in that boom of technological advances that we are still riding on yeah. the coattails of? Right. Yeah. Now, it's possible but there's also talk that the, the Germans and the Nazis also had contact with aliens. Uh, there was the, the talk of Hitler's bell, um, that was never really found, but mm-hmm. they had blueprints and stuff for it. Right. Um, I think that it might be true. Yeah. But I'm There's a very- also
0: a lot of evidence or a lot of people talk about like how, um, and may not necessarily go back to Nazi Germany and pro- Project Paperclip, um, which obviously that did have a big effect on our technology where we stand. But a lot of people also point to say that a lot of uh, our advancements were reverse engineered from like, you know, Roswell and other downed. Aircraft, right? Over so, which was I mean, you know, nineteen forty-seven. So basically, right there again, right there after the war. Right. So.
2: Well, yeah, right after the war. And Well, uh, did you? Uh, was it A and want to say it was A and E. It was A and E or history, one of the two. They did a project, uh, Project Blue Book, mm-hmm. and it was a dramatic. Telling of the events that happened surrounding the Roswell crash and then the influx of German scientists. Mm -hmm. And because those two things kind of happened so close together, is basically the German scientists came in, took a look at the uh, remains of the quote-unquote spacecraft that crashed in Roswell, and they were the ones that were instrumental in re-engineering everything. Um do you guys watch American Horror Story at all?
0: Yeah, I, no, dro- I I've dropped it. I,
2: I
1: dropped it a couple of seasons ago, but uh but I, I think the first five seasons I watched.
2: Okay. I highly recommend if you just love a good conspiracy theory and you love the idea of aliens, watch the second half of, of season ten, this most recent season. Okay. 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 Um, it is all to do with aliens, and uh, every it's it's like they just took every conspiracy theory about aliens and how our government is is put together. They put it into a blender, and they were like, "Here's our our here's our short story," because they broke season ten into two short stories. Okay, uh, but the second half of season 10 it's uh, eisenhower's involvement with aliens oh wow and, you know that the aliens are here to create a hybrid between their species and our species because they can't survive on our planet cool without that um there's also mentioned that uh what was it the, it was it was alluded to that kissinger was one of the lizard people okay okay <laughs> <laughs> it's, just, it's a wild
1: season that's cool man like,
2: it's like four or five episodes I got, like they really just shortened it I
1: got so irritated because it was like in the beginning those first few like uh epi- or uh, um seasons were so good man and then it was just like I don't know what it was lazy writing or s- the storylines were just I just was like fuck this man I'm out and what I found uh, Go ahead No 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 that was pretty much it
2: Oh what I found is that um Because my wife and I, we love American Horror Story, but we have different favorite seasons.
1: Yeah. Mm
2: -hmm. Um, And what I found is that it's the subject matter. It's not necessarily the lazy writing. It's the subject matter that they're handling. Right. Um, I hated Roanoke. Like. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I just
2: couldn't get into it.
1: Yeah. Um, I didn't like the hotel one. The one that they. I love the hotel. Did you? Yeah.
2: I'm a true crime nut, and all the little Easter eggs that were in there for all yeah, the yeah, different yeah. true crime like yeah the hotel itself is the murder hotel right. uh, that H.H. H. Holmes had had constructed nice right <coughs> sorry so yeah and like i'm i'm like i said I'm, I'm i'm fairly weird with my taste but not so much anymore cuz everybody else is starting to get on my bandwagon right so I right <laughs> exactly feel better that's the problem um,
1: with being a trailblazer man some people get yep. you know they catch wind of it
2: right well, that's what you want, though, when you're in podcasting. You right. want. Yeah. Uh, let me see. I've got two more. I don't want to keep you guys for too no, long. No, dude, you're good. Dude, you're good, dude, bro. dude. You're fine. No worries. Okay. Dude. So, we're going to move away from the creepy stuff. We're going to get into some of the fun cool. stories. Okay, cool. Um, okay. So, I'm going to give you a choice for the next one. You can either hear about something I refer to as Midnight Me or the story that I titled Sex Toy Reaction.
1: Oh, wow. Uh. I like I like them both, but sex toy reaction. I mean, come on, let's 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 get into <laughs> that.
2: <laughs> okay. So I was married for ten years, and uh, my marriage fell apart. I took my time to get my shit together, and then about a year later, because I had been locked down for ten years, I started slinging my dick around on Tinder like it was a hundred dollar lure.
0: <laughs>
2: I ended up. <laughs> I ended up. Meeting this chick, um, who was a sex toy consultant. Okay. For the, the, they did around, they did the parties and stuff. Right. Oh Alice's. yeah
1: yeah yeah nice nice right.
2: Um, cool. She was on antidepressants and wasn't really into having sex, but she liked me and she wanted to keep me around, and we had a really good time when we weren't fucking. Yeah. Um, so she handed me product. Okay. Um. So I was over there one night and she's like, I got something for you. Come here. And she, ha- what she handed me was a sleeve. Okay. Uh, for those that don't know what a sleeve, it's a stroke toy.
1: Yeah. 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 Yeah.
2: And uh, she gave me the lube with it and she instructed me what I do with it. Cause I was, I guess I couldn't figure it out. I don't know. I don't know why she uh, took the time to tell me what to you, do
1: with it. You're but new to all like, this. Yeah,
2: yeah. Yeah. I was like, okay. You know, I wasn't all that into the idea. Like masturbation's great, but the real thing is so much better.
1: Yeah, of course.
2: of course. And if you can't get the real thing, masturbation is just a tease. It's like all appetizer, no main course. <laughs> <laughs> so she handed it to me. I'm on my way home. I'm driving on the freeway. I've got about a 30-minute drive from her place to mine via the freeway. In the seat next to me is this sex toy and the lube. And all I can think is, God, don't let me get pulled over. <laughs> Because the only thing I could think of to tell the cop is, is, what are you doing out here? I was like, well, I was on my way home hoping to get lucky and point to the seat next to me. <laughs> you know? So I get home, and it's still in its cellophane packaging, and the lube's unopened. I throw it in my sock drawer in the packaging, and I toss the lube on my bedside table, and I forget about it for a couple of days. Um, she messages me and asks if I've tried it yet. And I said, "Well, no, I, I really haven't felt the urge." And she's like, "Well, I really want you to try it. I, I, I think, I think you'll like it." And I was like, "Well, you know, if the the urge hits me." So then she starts sending me semi-nude pics, oh, and yeah. you know, here we go. I I like them thick, and she showed me all the thick <laughs> parts.
1: <laughs> That's great.
2: <laughs> so one thing leads to another, and you know, nature says, "Hey," yeah. So I'm like, "All right, fine." So I grab the thing out of my sock drawer and I I grabbed the lube and I'm looking at it and I'm it's 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 short too it's it's not very long, mm-hmm. and the, the toy uh, or the toy thank you okay okay I just so you know I mean. <laughs> god damn it <laughs> somebody's gonna ask
0: somebody's gonna ask somebody's gonna wonder it so my job here is to ask the questions
2: so ah but you know what i mean if i you let me get just a few minutes further okay so okay. i I'm, I'm i'm looking at this thing and i'm like okay i understand so this is the this is the end and then it's got a hole on the other side and i'm like what the hell does it got a hole on the other side and my brain clicks over ah cleaning you know Yeah, yeah 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 so fine so I'm I'm sitting there and I have got the toy and I've got the lube and I, I I squirt the lube inside and I insert into the toy and my first reaction is is this thing even big enough because she she's messaging me while I'm doing it like she knows what's going on it is not sexting and any it's not sexy it's not yeah, yeah. you know yeah. romantic it is purely scientific. <laughs> <laughs> and so she's texting me and she's like does it fit okay you know what do you think and I was like I think I look like a pig in a blanket I got, <laughs> I got the hot dog hanging out either side here
1: oh, that's great and she's um, like no no that's how
2: it's supposed to be it's okay you know she's like just I'm gonna let you be for now I'll I'll message you in about 30 to 45 minutes and, and see and I'm like okay so I'm sitting there and I'm like well all right So I I used the toy the way it's supposed to be used. And it wasn't bad. Yeah, I I didn't like the idea of cleanup afterwards because it was kind of squidgy and gross. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah, (laughs) yeah. I did it. Yeah, yeah. My fault. (laughs) So because it was, you know, a decent analog. It wasn't the real thing, but it worked. Yeah. Right. I hadn't had sex in like two months. And that just kind of opened the floodgates. So now I'm using this thing like twice a day <laughs> just to, to get my urges to take yeah. taken care of. Yeah. Yeah.
1: yeah, 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 yeah.
2: yeah. Well, Then I start to notice an issue. Uh-oh. I itch. Oh, no. And I'm like, I don't know why I itch. I can take shower after shower after shower. And while I'm in the shower, everything's fine. But like after I'm done, it just itches. And then it got warm and red. And this oh, went on yeah. for a couple of days. And finally... I was like, I don't know what the fuck's going on here, but my dick is on fire. Yeah. And so I'm like, okay, what do we do? What could this possibly be? Is this an allergic reaction? That's the only thing that I can think of it. What can I do to reverse the allergic reaction without having to go to a doctor and say, hey, something's wrong with my junk.
0: <laughs> <laughs> right. <laughs> I wish
2: I had taken that route because what happened next was just terrible. Oh, no. So I gra- grab my shower gear. Um, my mom and I and my younger brother all live together at this point. Um, and uh, it, was, it was just after the divorce. I needed somewhere to go, blah, blah, blah. Uh, I grab my towel and my shower gear, and I head upstairs, and I stop. I, I get into the bathroom. I'm rifling through the cupboards looking for Benadryl. Yeah, yeah. Right, right. So the brain finally put two and two together. Of course. And we don't have any. And my mother comes into the hallway She's like, what are you looking for? And like, I come out of the bathroom, I was like, Benadryl, do we have any Benadryl? Liquid, pill, I mean, I'll snort it. Whatever I need to do, I just need to get it into my body. And she's like, are you okay? Are your allergies bothering you? And I'm like, in a manner of speaking, yes. <laughs> and she's like, well, what's wrong? She's like, would Sudafed help? And I was like, no, I don't think Sudafed's going to help this much." And she's like, well, what's wrong? And I was like, I, I just need Benadryl. She's like, well, you don't sound like your allergies are bothering you. I was like, I said in a manner of speaking, Mom. (laughs) And I was like, I need you to just go to the store and get me Benadryl. Please, please stop asking questions because I swear to God I'm going to tell you. And so she keeps pushing. She's like, well, I want to know what I need to get. So you, you, you have what you need. And I'm like, oh, for Christ's sakes, <laughs> My girlfriend gave me a sex toy, and I'm having an allergic reaction to it. My dick is on fire and itches <laughs> like I've got a thousand fucking termites in there. Oh. I need the Benadryl to try to stop the itch and the burn. Can you please go get me some Benadryl?
1: Oh, my God.
2: <laughs> Turns out the toy had a canal down the center. It was clear, and the canal was glow in the dark oh no i was allergic to the glow in the dark paint
0: oh, man. oh my god you started to glow on your own though then
2: yeah like, who else <laughs> knows? i was ready to guide santa's sleigh to all the naughty girls houses holy <laughs> shit
0: man
1: so how did that conversation go with your girlfriend did you tell her what happened
2: uh uh-huh. i was like i can't use that thing again she's like why not i was like because i had an allergic reaction from it and she's like oh it must be the paint a lot of people have said that they've had a re- reaction to it i was like why didn't you tell yeah me that? no
1: shit that's hilarious can
2: i get a disclaimer
1: dick uh, may itch that's, yes. <laughs>
0: so that's good warning for everybody out there listening uh be careful with glow into dark paint you may you never know what's going to do to your uh Honestly, any
2: sex toy and whatnot, you're going to want to test on a small area uh, of skin in a a sensitive area because you can rub it on your your arms and your hands and have no reaction. Remember, your genitals are sensitive. They need a safe space.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Oh, my God. That's hilarious.
0: Hey everybody, you're listening to the What Your Weird Story podcast. You probably knew that already because you're listening or downloaded to the episode off of your iTunes or your Spotify or whatever place you get your podcast from. We want to thank you for listening. We also want to remind you to like us, follow us, subscribe to us, make sure that you get your new podcast episode every week. We'd also like to ask you to rate and review so that we can grow our audience. We can have more friends. We can have more stories. So thanks for listening to What's Your Weird Story.
1: Those were some really awesome stories. And it's always great to have people on the podcast that share in, you know, the love of the weird, the love of the odd And, uh, you know, not everything has to be, you know, extraterrestrial or Mm -hmm. whatever. It could just be a fun, weird story that, you know, you, everybody has in their lives. And he brought a bunch and we really appreciate him coming on the podcast.
0: Yes. Yes. Odd. Those were fantastic. And we really appreciate it. And they're funny and spooky and everywhere in between, uh, great stuff. I was going to mention this during the show, but uh, it was already so long that we had been talking. But um, I also uh, met God. Really? Did I? Ever, yeah, I met God. He used to shop at my comic book store. Oh wow! Wow. Yeah. Okay. How was but, that? What was? Well, that? <laughs> it was very interesting. You know, God manifests himself differently to me. Okay. Uh, when he came in, he came in as a young airman. Just out of boot camp, and I, he was at his first station there in at uh, in Goldsboro Okay, at the Air Force Base. But he, this guy would come in, and like the very first time he came in, he didn't say a word. He just kind of walked around, looked around. Uh, the next time he came in, and again, he's probably 18, 19.
1: You know? oh, oh, wow. Okay, that's young.
0: For very God. young guy. And yeah. he comes in, and he starts uh, telling me stories. Okay. And I'm one of the, you know, I'll listen to people, obviously. I enjoy hearing stories. Yeah. Uh, you know? Yep. yep. So he's telling me these stories about how all these, his adventures, his hijinks okay. that he got into in high school. He was talking about, I don't even know how, I think he just started. He may have started mid sentence, mid story. I don't know. But he was talking about for senior prank day. Apparently they had senior prank day at his school. Okay. But, uh, that he and his friends somehow—I don't know if they disassembled and reassembled—but somehow got the uh, principal's car on top of the school. Oh! And the principal came out, and he was just like, "What are you doing? Oh my god! And he, you know what is going on here? I can't believe this!" And uh, and he's you know—the guy's very happy, and proud of himself. He looks at the t- the principal and he's like, you know, laughing at him, and he looks at him. He's like, "Yep." Yeah. He's like, "Yep, yeah, that's right." I'm God. <laughs> and so then he starts telling another story about how he used to uh, hook up with this police officer's daughter, okay, and how the policeman walked in while they were having sex, and uh, when he saw what was going on, he just kind of like backed out and shut the door. And and God says to him, and he's like, he's like, I'll, I'll let you know when I'm finished or something like that. He had some oh, quirky, good lord, quit. <laughs> You know, remark to say to the dad there. Yeah, yeah. And he's like, yep, that's right. I'm God. And so he had all these stories that he would come in, and he would punctuate how cool he was by saying, that's right, I'm God. Interesting. And so, yeah, so I started behind his back. I never would have called him to a mistake. Behind his back, I started calling him God. And he was there for probably three or four years. And he would come in, and then he would, like, you know, mill around, and he would say – Share some kind of story or whatever, and like he would leave. And as soon as he'd leave, I was like, Do you know who that was? Like, no, it's an airman. I was like, No, 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 that's no mere airman, that was God. <laughs> I was like, Yeah, yeah, looks a little bit different than you thought he would, doesn't it?
1: Uh, <laughs> What's his name? How do you spell his name?
0: God, I mean, God, yeah, you know, he's
1: God. Oh my Lord, that's <laughs> hilarious. He
0: told me over and over and over that's again.
1: Great, he was
0: God. <laughs> that's funny.
1: Oh man, yeah. Well, you never know what form he's going to take. That's you know? right. Sometimes a mental patient, sometimes an airman, could be. You know, so let that be a lesson to you, listeners out there. Always be cognizant. God may come in any form.
0: Yes, He will reveal Himself to you. <laughs> In uh, a various, various many ways. Hopefully
1: be, not with a trench coat
0: on. Yeah, yeah. Just be listening. So <laughs> <laughs> anyway, oh, uh, man. thanks again. Uh, go listen to the Odd Pod. It's it's a lot of fun. You guys will enjoy it. And uh, join us um, next time and listen to us. Go if you're on Apple. Go over there and rate us and uh, give us a review telling the world how much you love us and love our show and how um, it makes you feel the feels, all of which of them them, that you feel. And um, we would really appreciate that. That helps us get um, more exposure um, to more listeners and grows Weirdsville, uh, you know, because we always want to grow Weirdsville. We always want to have more listeners and we want to have more storytellers. Um, so of course, if you have a story, we want to hear it. You can contact us through social media. Um, you can email us, WIWS pod. You can call the hotline, we tell you every week. We tell you, thank you very much. We love you. And we couldn't do this without your support. Enjoy
1: your turkey, everybody. Thank you. for Absolutely.
0: Listening. Yes. I've, Oh, oh, yeah, you know, and if you are around your family, do some prodding, you know. Pour a, little, pour a little bit more wine in those cups and get people talking. Yeah. And then bring us your stories. We love that stuff. <laughs> family secrets. You can change their names. They're not going to know. Absolutely. All the good stuff. <laughs> All right, everybody. Happy Thanksgiving to the Americans. Happy uh third week of November to everybody else in the world. (laughs) I guess it's the third week. I don't know. We'll see you next time until then be safe, be weird. As always, if you have a weird story, we want
1: to hear it. If you have a lot of them, we want to hear them all. We can't do this podcast
0: without your invaluable contributions, whether it's sharing your stories, listening, listening, rating, and spreading spreading the the word about the podcast. podcast. Thanks for listening. Till next time, be safe, be weird.